Welcome to the Creative Nectar Podcast. Your hosts are Jenny Hahn and Stephanie Gray, and together we share conversations and practices around art making as a path to self-discovery, recovering wholeness, and living an authentic life. So settle in, make yourself comfortable, and enjoy the nourishing taste of Creative Nectar. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining us here on the Creative Nectar podcast. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Jenny. Hi, everyone. Hey, and we're here once again (laughs) to talk today about joy, joy in the creative process, joy and creativity in general. It feels Mm -hmm. we were talking about this before we started recording, it almost feels weird to talk about a positive emotion (laughs) linked to, you know, working with creativity. Not that you can't find joy in creativity because I do all the time, but just that, you know, working with fill in the blank joy, it was, it sort of stumped me for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Same here, Steph. It's interesting, isn't it? That As I was reflecting on, yeah, what we would be sharing in this conversation, it's like joy is this ever present, but not always, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's like, uh, it's so linked with creativity and yet it can be so elusive at the same time. And I, I know you and I kind of talked about there, there's a lot of studies out there linking happiness and creativity And yet there's this question that researchers even are stumped by is which comes first, the joy or the creativity? It's like the chicken or the egg. And it's like creating can bring more joy to us. And yet also studies are showing that happiness makes us more creative. So it's like one of those circular things again. That is just so crazy when you you gave that information to me five minutes ago and I'm still like, what? That's awesome. And it makes total sense. Well, yeah. yeah so we're going to just dive in and talk about all of this. And I maybe you know what? I wonder if giving our listeners just a brief description or definition of what joy is might help because honestly... I'm one of those people that didn't know that I even knew what joy was until a couple of years into the painting for me. So mm. yeah. yeah. And I and I've talked to people who've like, I don't even know what joy is. So let's let's start there. Absolutely. Let's start with the basics. Um I so joy is uh, defined as the emotion evoked by well-being. And there's many different forms that joy can take. It it's it's delight, it can be pleasure, it can be a feeling of triumph, uh, it can be fulfillment, bliss, glee, gladness, exhilaration, gratification, it can look like radiance. I mean, it's 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 kind of like the concept of love, right? It's like, how do you define it? It's like we can define qualities of it and ways that it presents, and and yet it's this big this bigger experience. And maybe it's not just an experience, you know, maybe it's part of who we are. You know what I mean? When we're painting or when we're creating, when we're doing any form of creative expression, it's like, 
it can bubble up in the in the most unexpected moments and in a variety of ways, right? Absolutely. And I and that's for me, that's what led me to know joy is the bubbling up of it, as opposed to, you know, an outer circumstance allowing me to feel elated or blissful just for a couple of minutes. It this the feeling of joy from the inside out allowed me to recognize even what joy was, if that makes any sense at all. Mm, I think it does. I think it does. Because when we're experiencing joy because of an outer situation, it's a conditional joy, right? right? It's based on an outer condition. But what you're describing, Steph, is like this inner joy that bubbles up unconditionally, right? When we can tune in when, when we're present to ourselves and when we're fully engaged and immersed in what we're doing, I mean, that's a totally different kind of joy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to not be de- dependent on, I mean, we can even be disliking what we're making, right. And still find like <laughs> amusement <laughs> or, you know, it's just, oh, wow. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I laugh because I have many memories of creating like literal shit, you know, <laughs> because I'm feeling that way. So I'm literally painting poop and then getting absolute joy from that, you know, like bubble, it's bubbling up because I'm allowing this inner joy, this inner child, this inner creative, joyful being, like you were just saying, it's, it's part of us, right? Mm. Like and there she was allowed to, to come out and play and mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. I'm loving this conversation already. I want to just address for a minute. So our experience may not always be joyful, right? And maybe joy isn't a regular part of our of our experience, of our thought process, of our default ways of being in the world. And I, I, I want to, if I could take a moment just to speak to, um, there, there's a phrase that's used in neuroscience, uh, a lot of neuroscience has actually been focused on studying happiness lately, which is really exciting because, you know, previously neuroscience was focused on studying less positive emotions, right. And experiences like anxiety and depression and things. But so there's this whole field now studying happiness, which is so thrilling, I think. But, um, there's a phrase called the negativity bias, which I think is really interesting. And that is, an evolutionary tendency to fixate on what could go wrong at any given moment. And it makes sense because if you think about it, how we evolved as humans, of course, we need to always be looking on the lookout for what could go wrong, for what could eat us or whatever (laughs) next. But I feel like this negativity bias is what often gets in the way of our joy now. I think you're right. And to hear that, makes me feel less alone and it and it's like okay well this is just programmed within from way back when right so I can work with that and I don't have to feel like such a like like such a stranger right because there's such a promotion of of being positive all the time but but what if the joy can be felt in a different way and what if we realized that 
we are sort of programmed to recognize the negative stuff. And then that's how we can work with balancing it out a little bit more. Yes, exactly. There, there's a there's a, a quote by uh, psychologist and researcher Rick Hansen uh, who talks about this a lot, and and he says that our minds are Velcro for the painful experiences, and Teflon for the beautiful ones. And I just love oh, that. <laughs> yeah, because if you think about it, it's like the negative experiences in life can be the ones that really stick, right? And that we just get on this repetitive loop about. But think about it that our minds are like Teflon for the beautiful experiences. Like we have to sometimes bring in an intention around really like consciously savoring, you know, pausing to enjoy when things are, are, are beautiful and positive and, and joyous. It's like mm. really letting it sink in and soak up into every cell of our bodies and our awareness. <laughs> Well, absolutely. And, and it's like cultivating the muscle memory of joy, right? Like realizing how it feels and, and then you're more familiar with it when it comes around again, you know, and then cultivating that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So I'm wondering if we want to talk about joy in the studio or joy, you know, different different stories as we do about how we Mm -hmm. cultivated joy or how we were feeling joy when we didn't think we would or whatever. I don't know. Do you have anything that you would like to share, Jenny? Yeah, I, I do. You know, it's funny because there are so many, like it's almost hard to pinpoint like a particular experience while creating because there have been so Many. I mean, again, I really think that that joy is a a, a ubiquitous kind of experience with that. It's not it's not always there, but it often very often bubbles up while creating. And that's why so many people are drawn to creative activities, especially when they need to chill out, to calm down, to clear their mind, to whatever, to relax. I mean, I know for me personally, there, there have been times where I've been painting and I will just be moved to tears. And I don't mean tears of sadness. I mean, I will be in the flow and just so focused and so present. And it's like, I might hear a bird chirp outside while the brush is on the page. And it's like this moment of, of bliss and, and connection is like just to the point that it moves me to tears. Mm. So and also just like like we were saying earlier, moments of amusement where <laughs> I know when we have had workshops together, there'll be times where one of us will just start giggling. You know what I mean? While we're painting. Yeah. I mean, I've had it happen where I'll hear somebody across the room starting to giggle. And it's like you said earlier, Steph, that play, when that playful spirit can show up, it's fun, you know, like creating when we're not criticizing ourselves or the inner critic isn't being loud creating is fun and it brings joy i mean that's just that, that's just part of it the nature of it so so yes in answer to your question i do have one particular story that i want to share about a painting that i was working on when we had our creative nectar studio space hmm. and this particular one i, I want to mention it because the painting itself, like the imagery 
kind of represented joy, but also the joy I felt while I was doing it. And I'll just start by saying that I was working on this piece as I was ending a relationship at the time. And what started to show up on the page was the image of this bud, this flat, like this plant, a bud growing up out of the soil. And, you know, at that time I was in a kind of a dark and unknown place and I was just really relating. And it, it was also at springtime. I was relating to this idea of the seed, like deep in the darkness, not knowing what's next, but feeling this inner impulse and, and just feeling the pressure and knowing that something needs to shift. And so I painted this, it was like this figure slash flower, okay, that was bursting out of this out of the soil and, and, and out of be out of this plant. And she, she, the flower figure was crying with joy as she was like basking in the feeling of the warmth of the sun for the first time ever after going through the soil, after going through the darkness, going through the, the insecurity. And, and I was really relating in that moment to what the joy this flower must've felt to feel the sun on her face for the first time. You know, to me, flowers represent joy anyway, because it's like they're just these explosions of color everywhere, right? <laughs> mm. But yeah, it was, it, it just brought me to tears. So so basically to say my painting, the flower person was crying, I was crying. <laughs> and it was, and yeah, it was a joyous, it was a joyous experience. It is amazing how joy can spring up from the soil. You know, I think that, I, I love that. And I can't wait to share it with folks because there's just a feeling when you look at it too. Yeah. I think this whole idea, we can relate to it in some way, right? Of, I mean, we are nature. We are, we are of the earth. And I think the processes and cycles of nature we relate to in our own processes, our own cycles. And when we're in that dark night of the soul or we're in a major disruption in our life where there's darkness and uncertainty, it's like we, I think we can, we can relate to that of like going through the darkness of winter and, and moving into the, the rebirth of spring and the rebirth of color. And I don't know, it just, yeah. Yeah, that's where creativity is the the bridge, I think, where creative expression is the bridge of linking these linking these ideas and these cycles and what we're feeling, our emotions, giving an outlet for these emotions to really express in different ways. I love that. Yeah, I'm curious if you have any stories, Steph, or just even like glimpses of experiences of joy when you've been creating. Well, absolutely. But like I was saying earlier, you know, it took a while for me to know what joy actually was because I didn't grow up with that knowledge too much. Now, of course, like you were saying, it's natural to have joy, but I, I also think we're designed, or at least we were long ago, and it's still with us, to notice the more negative things or the threats. And so it took me a while to to really experience viscerally what joy was for me um and it probably didn't happen until like year two of process painting but yeah I mean it's it's the one the one I'm the, the experience I'm thinking of specifically 
is I was a, in a dark period myself and I was painting black as I often do and uh, started out with a, a dark figure. But then as I was being very detail oriented with all of this and being very present, and I think that's the key for me is being absolutely in the present moment. That's where it's found, right? So as I'm doing mm -hmm. this, I could feel a welling of joy is the only, really the only word I can think of, um, well-being and joy coming out from my heart space. And so I started working with that and, and getting colors and, and then joy came with the colors. Joy came with being able to use pieces of another piece of paper that had this specific color I wanted to use on it so it would cut it out and so it was it was then becoming a collage and a painting together and the mm. joy of the discovery of what was coming next and the joy of oh my god <laughs> this is amazing you know just really like feeling it and arting it and feeling it and arting it and then having it like meld into one blissful joyful experience mm. I love that <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, every, yeah. I think like you were saying, every, almost everything I do now starts, uh, can't some, some can start with joy. I don't want to say none start with joy, but mm -hmm. mostly it starts at least with a very grounded sense of how I'm feeling right in the moment. And a lot of times that's, that can be unsteadiness or uncertainty, you know, some of the less joyful things but then can immediately almost start to shift i i love that you are speaking to that stuff because so many times and i'm guessing some of you listeners can relate to this it's like we want to start with the joy right and sometimes we even want to like maybe force it and sometimes we might even like if we're creating we might make images or choose colors that we think are going to make us happy or I don't want to go there to the other stuff, you know, but you just spoke to it so beautifully. And that is that the joy arises naturally when we are present with whatever it is we are actually feeling. And what we're actually feeling might be shitty. It might be painful. You know, it might be difficult, but, but the joy is what we arrive with. We can't force the joy. The joy will bubble up naturally when we are present with what we're feeling. And you know, I'm so glad that we're talking about this because how many times have we experienced in studio, in workshops with others when, you know, they start painting, oh, I started painting with a dark color and I didn't want that. Or, oh, I've, I've created this spider web and it, and I, and it's, it makes me feel dark and I don't like it, you know, and like wanting to immediately start with the joy when the joy could be found in a little spider that's living in the web that hasn't been, you know, manifested yet, but is just right there, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I Absolutely. fall victim to that too, or at least I have in the past for sure. So it's not like I get, I get it wanting it to be something joyful. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think it speaks to how we have an idea of what joy is. We have a an idea of what joy is supposed to look like. <laughs> and, and again, this is where joy is elusive. It's like, 
joy is just the other side of a coin of whatever it is we are feeling. And so it is all of it. It is the dark and the light, the good and the bad, the the blissful and the painful. Joy is not just one of those. It's all of it. Like it's found in all of it. So yeah, we can't, if we're resisting whatever's here because we want joy, it's like, it's going to be even harder for that joy to come through. Joy is oh. in embracing what is here. Oh man. I yes. Yes, yes, yes. And and not only did I need to hear that, but I'm betting many folks who are listening right now needed to hear that. Just because, you know, things are crazy right now a little bit in the world a little bit. Things are nuts in the world and it's nice to hear that, right? That it that joy can be found in whatever it is that we're feeling, it's just, it's just our expectation. It's our expectation of what it looks like. Absolutely. And I, I love just to even to, to sit with the question sometimes of what really nourishes in any given moment? Like what am I needing in any moment to bring nourishment, to bring joy? And that can look different moment to moment, depending on where I am emotionally depending on what is showing up, what is being stirred. And sometimes that might look like walking through the woods. Sometimes it might look like, you know, crying in the tub. It might look like playing music. Or for some people, it might be knitting or strumming a, a guitar or or picking up a paintbrush or a pen. But just to just to just to be mindful of whatever it is that's needed and to show up to that. Uh, you know, I am so glad that you're you're sharing this because something has come up and 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 it's the I'm hearing a voice that's saying like, well, that's all great and good. But how can you feel joy when, let's say, example, someone has just passed away, someone has just died. And I will quickly share an experience because it helps to have experiential situations that you can go, oh, okay, that's what they're talking about. Because, you know, I had this idea of like this person experiencing bliss in the middle of a funeral or something, which I mean, that, that could happen. But I think at least for me, what I'm speaking of is finding those pockets in the present moment, even when it's hard, that do create joy, like you were talking about, you know, like crying in, in the tub. But when my, when the morning my mother died, it was very early. I got in my car. I was still just numb from it all. And I started driving and the sun began to come up and it was the most beautiful freaking sunrise I have ever seen. And I'm not, I'm not mm. like exaggerating. There was joy in that sunrise, even as I cried for my mother. And it was <sighs> all like one of the same, it was all the same thing. So Mm. that's what I'm talking oh. about. And I think probably, you know, um, similar things for you as joy in the hard stuff. Yes. Those little tiny moments, like when you're having a hard day and then you look up and there's a, there's a hawk flying overhead, swooping down, you know, or what? yeah, the sunset or sunrise, little tiny moments, tiny reminders of Maybe don't bring full on bliss, like you said, but just like touch the heart in a way that it's like, okay, there, there are, there are moments of joy, even in this. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, what do you say? Uh, do you think we should um, share some prompts and tools and stuff for for folks? Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Do you have okay. any writing uh, writing prompts for us, Steph? I do. It's sort of a writing prompt slash experiential thing. Um, and the writing prompt right. is very simply: When was the last time I felt joy? And then, as you recall that, and you're writing about it. Just bring your awareness to your body and try to remember how it felt in your body. And then from there, you can imagine what color joy might be for you, uh, where, you know, where it lived in your body at that time, just to sort of like we talked about getting muscle memory, you know, to gain that, Mm -hmm. that memory, that cellular memory of how joy feels or has felt for you. So that's what I have. Mm. I love that. Yes. Great. Cause we, yeah, we need those reminders to really let it soak in as we were talking about earlier to really consciously savor it. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. For that. So what do you have? Okay. Jenny? Well, I have a creative expression activity for us and that is to create a joy collage Ooh. and it, it's funny when you mentioned earlier, Steph, about your painting and how how you started cutting up paper of colors you were looking for and it was your painting was turning into a collage. Um, that kind of relates here because the prompt is to collect images from your life. This can be from magazines, from cutouts you have, from, from anywhere, really. Um, you might have special papers or textures or colors of paper or even just using markers, paints of colors, thinking about and, and really feeling into what looks like joy for you. And it's going to be different for all of us. So, you know, some people create uh, what you call a vision board. This isn't so much about, you know, that per se, but just to create a, a random collage of joy of what that looks like for you through images, through colors, through marks, through lines, uh, through however that shows up. Oh, I love that. And then that can be, that can be a reminder then that we can keep nearby, you know, of just, yeah, a joy reminder. A joy reminder, like what conjures joy for me? And then here it is. And yeah, I love it. Love, love, love it. Well, all right. I think we've done it again. It's we're at the, we're at the <laughs> end of another podcast. It was, this has been this has been joyful. Seriously. It has. It has. <laughs> I hope yeah. it has been for you too, listeners. I know we're having fun here. So <laughs> Yeah. And let us know. Have you experienced joy in the midst of pain? Or have you experienced joy while creating? Um, we'd love to hear from you, as always. So you can get a hold of us by going to our website at creativenectarstudio.com, by visiting us on our Instagram page. However you choose to do that, we would love to hear from you. And we hope that you do stop by and say hello. Yes, we do. And don't forget, if you're loving this podcast, please consider giving us a rating, giving us some stars, some review. It, It just helps it to be heard by more people. So we appreciate that. Yeah. And if you think of a friend while you're listening, definitely let them know about us. Thank you all so much. Yeah. Until next time. We'll see you later. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening. This has been a Creative Nectar Studio production.